What's good, Trifle One's family? Being in a holding pattern can be brutal. Watching others pass you by. Seems like folks are doing big things as you scroll through IG and TikTok. People are selling homes and they're teaching courses there, making money, getting married, traveling the world, purchasing designer fashions, and driving luxury cars. They're opening businesses and they're completing degrees. And while you may have accomplished some stuff, it still kind of feels like life and things are passing you by. You know you were created for more. You know that God has bigger things coming, but it seems to be happening at a snail's pace. What if I told you that one of the greatest figures in the Bible had to deal with just that? Having to wait, though he knew that there was more. So we're going to take a look in both 1st and 2nd Samuel today. And we're going to talk about the topic, waiting for what's next. Coming up next on The Trifling Ones. going to read 1st Samuel chapter 16 verse 13. This is in the King James version and it says then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Then in 2nd Samuel 5:4 also in the King James version it says David was 30 years old. When he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. So these two texts, the first one in 1 Samuel 16, 13, we're being told that the prophet Samuel has been sent by God to seek out David, who is the youngest son of Jesse. At the time, there is a different king. His name is Saul. And Saul has lost his favor with God. And so God says to Samuel, Saul has lost my favor. I, I, I need you to go to Jesse's house and find his son. I'm going to tell you which one it is. And I want you to anoint him as the new king. The second text in 2 Samuel 5.4, we find out then that David has indeed become the king and reigns for 40 years. There are three things that we're going to talk about today because uh, we're going to find that this didn't happen overnight. And so David had to go through waiting for what's next. So the first of the three points that we're going to talk about today is the prerequisites may seem objectionable. The prerequisites may seem objectionable. What is a prerequisite? It's something that's required before something else. What does it mean to be objectionable? It's something that we would rather not have to deal with. It's unpleasant to us. We're opposed to it. So David in 1 Samuel 16, 3 is the youngest of Jesse's eight sons, and he's anointed as the next king of Israel. We don't know exactly how old David is, but scholars estimate that he was somewhere between the ages of 10 and 15. Might be older, might be a little younger. But just about everybody agrees that he was probably a teenager at the time. 
In 2 Samuel 5, 4, it says that David was 30 years old when he began to reign. So check this out. He was anointed at 10 to 15. He begins to reign at 30. This means that David didn't operate in the position that he was anointed for for approximately 15 to 20 years. Here's the thing. God could have immediately said to Samuel, yo, take David directly to the throne and anoint him on the throne so that he can be king today. But there were some prerequisites that had to take place, some lessons that David had to learn between 10 to 15 and 30. Imagine for a moment just being told that as a child, you're the heir apparent, like you next up, you are the king. But then nothing, and I do mean nothing, immediately outwardly changes. Samuel drops this bombshell. You are the next king. And he gets up and he leaves afterwards. The prophet leaves David right there with his brothers doing the same thing that he was doing before. We probably would have been looking for our, you know, royal robe or for some rings or something. But it does say that the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. After that day, later in 1 Samuel 16, David had to serve as a musician for King Saul, who was the current king. Remember that the, the spirit of God had left him, and it says that an evil spirit began to torment him. So a prerequisite for David was that he had to learn how to read people and their temperament. He had to be able to watch Saul and, and see that Saul wasn't in a good place so that he could begin to play music to soothe the evil spirit. By learning this skill, he learned how to be used by God in the life of others who were dealing with something that troubled their spirit. He was anointed as a king, but serving as a musician. After that day of anointing in 1 Samuel 17, David had to stand against Goliath, the giant. The prerequisite was to learn how to be courageous when no one else believes that you have what it takes. And no one else would step up to take care of the situation. After that day of anointing in 1 Samuel 18, David was attacked by his king, his mentor, the man that he chose to serve faithfully. The prerequisite was that sometimes those you even look up to will betray you. They'll turn on you and allow jealousy to crowd their thoughts about you. But you still have to move with integrity and honor, regardless of how they treat you. He was anointed king and a spare is being thrown at him. Oh, there are so many examples of, of lessons that David had to learn. So many prerequisites. And the question becomes, has God shown you a future? But then the stuff that you're going through doesn't seem to be connected to the place that he says that you're going. Samuel didn't say anything about facing off against a giant. That was objectionable. He didn't say that he would have to deal with someone who appeared to have mental health challenges or spiritual torment. That was objectionable. He didn't say anything about having someone try to kill him. That was objectionable. What about your journey? What prerequisites are you going through right now that are lessons you got to go through? But, man, oh man, if there was a way to bypass this and get to the throne, we'd be good with that. The prerequisites may seem objectionable. 
But then our second point is the plan may seem obscure. The plan may seem obscure. When something is obscure, it's blocked. It, it's not easily seen. You, you can't see it anymore. So we're saying here that the plan that God gave to David when he was anointed, it, it became obscure. It, it was hard to see that this whole king thing was going to work out for him. So David had to deal with some unpleasant occurrences while waiting to become king. As a result, it was hard to be able to see the plan anymore. And in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 29, we're told that Saul realizes that David has a call on his life. And it says that Saul became even more afraid of David and remained his enemy for the rest of his life. So David has to be thinking, man, I was minding my business, taking care of daddy's sheep. And this random dude shows up to tell me that I'll be king. And now the current king can't stand my guts. I ain't asked for this. How is this for the turnout? The plan is obscured. How do we get from here to there? In chapter 21, David becomes a fugitive and he has to run away from Saul to avoid being executed. Then in chapter 22, his other family members have to join him. So it isn't just him now, it's his entire family that's in danger. On top of all of that, David has to deal with the fact that Saul kills a family of priests because they showed kindness to David. These are, these are men of God who serve in the temple and Saul takes them all out just because they showed kindness to David. David's world is falling apart. Everybody connected to him is suffering somehow. His family's with him. Men that he fought with are following him. And in chapter 23, we find out that about 600 men are aligned with him. Eventually, however, David has to go hide in the wilderness. So like I said, the plan seems pretty obscure now. The anointed one, the, the supposed king has been run out of town and he's being pursued into the wilderness by Saul the actual king. Has waiting and having to deal with life's challenges put you in a place where the plan may seem obscure? You can't really see the promise anymore. Yeah, yeah. you know God is good and, and you know you should believe, but honestly, you, you don't see it no more. You thought you were supposed to start the business. You sacrificed time and you invested money. You poured everything that you had into it. And it hasn't taken off like you expected. If nothing else, you, you knew that you could rely on family and friends to support you. And that didn't even materialize. So now the plan seems obscure. We expect the plan to move in a particular direction at a particular pace. We expect it to take off. And it doesn't. However, check this out. David learned how to take care of and look after a large group of people. Their well-being became his number one priority. He gained loyal followers. And in the process, he learned how to live a life that inspired them. Not because he was the king, because he wasn't. but Because he was a leader. He was developing leadership abilities. David developed crucial skills in the wilderness. He developed long-standing relationships in the wilderness. He developed a compassionate leader's heart. In the wilderness. The plan may have seemed obscure, but something was happening. 
something is happening right now with you. You're developing some things that will absolutely be used when you arrive to your respective throne. The prerequisites may seem objectionable and the plan may seem obscure, but our third point is the promise will be obvious. The promise will be obvious. In 2 Samuel 5, 4, it tells us that at age 30, the promise is fulfilled. Again, around 10 to 15 years later, after the wait, the disappointments, the lost relationships, David becomes king. He's prepared and he's described as a man after God's own heart. He didn't just arrive. He, he had a journey. It, it was undeniable that he was selected for this time. It was obvious that the promise had arrived. David unified the southern and northern kingdoms. David continued to be a mighty man, even when he made fatal mistakes. To this day, the star of David is the emblem on the Israeli flag. Waiting for what's next can be nerve-wracking. But when that promise arrives, baby, the promise is obvious in our lives. Don't trip while waiting for what's next. Because it'll materialize over time. Every difficulty, every step, every heartache somehow leads us closer to the promise. Heavenly Father, we come before you today because we have to admit that we've become anxious, we've become doubtful, we are in a place where we've started to question whether the promise will ever arrive. Thank you for showing us through David that you stand by your word. We know that you're not a man that you should lie. And so we reset, believing and trusting that everything that happens on our journey is meant to bring us to the place where you said that we would be. And so now remove anything that would keep us from remembering what you've promised us. We're not asking that you would make the road any easier. We're not asking that you would remove difficulties or challenges because we know that they're for a reason. We're just asking Heavenly Father that you would give us the strength and the trust to stand by you as we go through. We thank you in advance for being about your word. We thank you in advance for loving us. And we ask that you would forgive us of our sins. All of this we ask in your son and our savior, Jesus Christ's name we pray, and all of the trifling ones said, amen. Thank you.